Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. We're going to continue today with another low-cost or no-cost prepping activity. Now, this first one, uh, I know it's kind of a dirty word to me. It's one that I fall down on a lot. And uh, what would that be? Exercise. Yes, exercise or workout. But, you know, it doesn't have to be a major ordeal. We just need to get moving. Just plain old walk and walk around the block of the neighborhood, walk through a mall, walk around your office. You know, the weather's starting to get a little bit more comfortable, a little more agreeable. So being outside and absorbing a little bit of sunshine and picking up the pace, walk with some intention because, you know, it's calories burned and it's not right. really hard to do. I did more walking today than I have in a while. You know, a lot of people wear that Fitbit yes. and it counts their steps. And, and walk, speaking of steps, going up and down steps is a good thing. Yes, if the you original work, Stairmaster. If you work in a building with an elevator and you're going one or two floors, take the stairs. you probably get there faster. You know, you can stand there for 10 minutes waiting for that elevator to come down. And some of them. You can already be going on. Here's another thing, and you've done, you and I have done a little bit of this, and that's hiking. A little bit of hiking. You know, you think of hiking, you're thinking about, like our son-in-law Brandon does, literally hiking through the woods, across mountaintops. Well, he's done parts of the AT trail. Yes, he does. But, you know, you can hike through a city street, through city blocks. A hike is a hike, you know, and climbing those stairs and, and exploring new places and going to the tops of buildings. Well, getting out in the woods hiking, you're going uphill, you're going downhill, you're traversing uneven territory. Mm-hmm. And so it just helps us with balance. It helps us with our endurance and such as that. A lot of preppers also think about things like if they were trying to get home, they might traverse a woody trail that they're familiar with rather than be on a road. Right. So putting on some good, comfortable shoes that are appropriate for hiking would be a good activity. And maybe just go in short spurts and build up your endurance. Read one the other day that the guy said that, He worked about 10 or 12 miles from home, so one weekend he had his wife drop him off, and he didn't have a full bug-out bag or get-home bag. I read that. He wasn't wasn't even wearing the right shoes, as I recall. No, he, he said he learned a lot, and he had a lot of changes to make to his preps because of that attempted 10 minute, I mean 10 mile uh, hike to get home. Mm-hmm. Didn't it take him like five hours? Uh, it was something. It was yes. a crazy amount of time. But that's real world stuff right there. Absolutely. You know, that's practical prepping, but that's also, you know, putting kind of your, what they say, put your feet where your mouth is, you know, and getting real mm-hmm. with it. Another thing, and uh, we don't think about this sometimes, but the weight of our bug out bag or the weight of our get home bag. And I used to see some firemen that would put on a water pack and go walk or run. Mm. And that was adding another 60 pounds to their back. That is So real. that definitely increased the difficulty of the walk that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And these are guys that were in pretty good shape. Well, okay. So, you know, that's some big endurance and stamina right there. What's Absolutely. Something so what's something else we can do? Well, one of the things, and, and we see this more and more, you know, when we were growing up, 
you knew the neighbors, you knew the folks on the next block. You you played together with their kids. You knew who they were. You knew things about them. Today, we've lost the art of friendship among neighbors. Yeah, and I think because our society has become a lot more mobile, people are moving in and out at such a rapid pace. Sometimes they just don't even bother to get to know their neighbors. Right. Um, we don't know everybody on our street. We've been here three years. You know, so we, that's something that we kind of need to take some initiative. Right. And reach out to some of these folks that are down the street, get to know them. And if we have a localized emergency or disaster, who are we going to be calling on first? Who are we going to be going to first? Right. And that's the those that live next door, across the street, behind us, and such as that. Absolutely. So we need to be developing relationships with those uh, neighbors, and we need to be joining some groups in the area. Now, when you say joining some groups, what did you have in mind there? Some types of social groups, some types of um, Sunday school class, Sunday school country classes, club, uh, country clubs, book clubs, golf clubs, yeah, like that. Rotary, Lions Club, mm-hmm, okay, uh, anything, uh, ham radio groups, hobby groups, hobby groups, mm-hmm. just something to get to know, uh, develop relationships with the people around. Now, here's one we don't have any trouble with, and that's collecting things. Collecting things that you may have around the house. Right. You're talking from a prepper standpoint. From a prepper standpoint. And, you know, we moved in here and there were a lot of things left here by your parents. So where is the axe? I knew your dad had one. And so I went through and I found different things, different tools, and I put them in one area. He knew where they were. Now I know where they are. Mm -hmm. So collect the things that you have around the house. Many of these things can be used in first aid kits. They can be used in making, we talked about small kits. I found a, um, I found a sunglasses case in a box that we were going to throw away. It makes a neat little purse or pocket or bag EDC first aid kit. Oh, absolutely. We were talking the other day about a lot of times you can do a, become a practical prepper with starting with what you already have absolutely. here under just, your roof. Just Collect the things that you don't know you already had. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's got a junk drawer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so in that junk drawer, there's going to be batteries and paper clips and rolls of tape and pens and pencils. And before you know it, you've actually got some useful tools that, you know, maybe you can clean out the junk drawer and then create more of a practical prepping small kits for some things that you right. need. Ways that, you know, I, one thing that I have keep in mind in my uh, car bag and, and uh, bug out bags and get home bags is literally pencil and paper. Right. Because handwritten notes and then a roll of tape, if you need to handwrite a note and tape it onto a door or something, that, you know, if there's no electronics and there's no cell phone and no emailing and things, you've got to revert right back to the good old-fashioned handwritten notes. Right. And if you were supposed to meet up at a particular place at a particular time, and if you weren't there, then you'd be at spot B. You might get to spot A and leave a note, I've gone on to spot B. So it's a Absolutely. it's a way to to, to, leave. to communicate exactly exactly. Mm-hmm. Now here's another one. We've got some beautiful weather supposed to be here this weekend. Man, we do. It was gorgeous today. It was gorgeous today, and I was inside most of it. Me but too. <laughs> I'm gonna be outside some this weekend, 
And some of the things that we're going to be doing um, among yard work and such as that, we're going to practice some of our skills. Yes, we need to practice our fire starting skills. You know, we know how to do it, but we need to keep knowing how to do exactly. it. You know, practice doesn't mean you stop. It means you just keep practicing. Exactly. So you're going to start a fire this weekend with a ferro rod. Woohoo! <laughs> hey, now, that is some kind of talk right there, Mr. Practical Prepper. How about plant identification? Now, this I'm yes. very, very weak in this, but there's so many edible plants. Uh, I would probably have to live on a diet of dandelions alone although I do know how to identify and prepare poke salad, but I really don't think that's one you're going to be eating. I don't know about that. It just depends on how hungry I get. But, you know, plant identification is very important. There's several of us out there that have been raised to know what poison oak looks like, poison ivy, maybe poisonous mushrooms. But there are some folks that are listening to us that maybe don't you know, get out into the wild enough to really know that. So we need, we need to... Freshen up on our plant identification skills. So if you have books, get in those books, mm -hmm. learn to Google identify, books, get on the interwebs and <laughs> look them up. And, uh, you know, Mr. Google can tell you a whole mm -hmm. lot or DuckDuckGo. We love our um, DuckDuckGo. Yes, that's a nine-track search engine. So yes, it's American. <laughs> you can get on there and you can just learn all kinds of new things and plant identification is one of those that would be very good now here's one guys that um, you can tell your wife that we told you you needed to do this and that's either go hunting or go fishing oh and wives you can go hunting and fishing too now absolutely so yeah but just keeping it real keeping it equal keep your hunting skills up keep your fishing skills up go catch a meal and, you know, th that's a good thing to practice. It's also very relaxing, at least it is for me. I've seen guys that were very frustrated with hunting and fishing if they didn't get anything. But I figure a bad day fishing is a better than a good day working. <laughs> True. I've seen that. Now, here's one that we're going to be doing an entire podcast coming up. And that is cooking on a fire. Actually, we're going to be doing cooking without electricity. But there are just so many ways that you can cook on a fire. And, you know, if you start a fire with a ferro rod this weekend, you could cook our lunch on a fire outside. Well, we'll just see about that. Okay. You're on. We could we could heat something up or mm -hmm. make a pot of stew or something. So we might have hot dog s'mores. That's a, <laughs> that, that's always a good thing to practice as well and fun to do. Uh, like camping, uh, cooking on a campfire is just very very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Now here's one that we need to do: purge stuff. There's a lot of useless, throwaway, giveaway, donatable, garbageable items that just need to find elsewhere to live out of this house. Absolutely. We can be discarding stuff. I did a thing for a little while that I had to discard one item per day. Find one item per day to get rid of. Well, we're trying to disparage the notion that some people have that all preppers are hoarders. And I see a clear difference between a hoarder and a prepper. Absolutely. Hoarders, and they fall into different groups. And, and I have a lot of compassion and sympathy for people that are in that situation because I feel that they've got 
great issues that need professional help. Just Correct. being real about it and being trying to be as compassionate as I know how to be. But I think every household, to some degree, just gets to the point that you've got an overabundance of redundant things, much of which is completely useless and has no worth or value whatsoever. Trash it. Let it go. It needs to go away. You need to have a, a scaled back uh, situation right. in your home. You know, a hoarder will keep a broken flashlight. A hoarder a, will keep a lot of things. A prepper would try to fix that flashlight, and yes. if it's not able to be fixed, he would discard it. Exactly. Just, you know, try to lead a more simplified And as you life. get down the road and as you upgrade some of your equipment, you might buy a nice flashlight, and you might wind up discarding the ones that you paid 50 cents a piece for. And then there's something else. Some of the things that you have in your home are not trash. They're not garbage. They are marketable and have value. And so definitely think about Craigslist and eBay and Facebook Marketplace, uh, yard sales. You know, some of your gear, you know, you might be able to get some money for it. And then you can buy nicer, better gear. Right. Think ahead. Be a practical prepper. Yep. Sell some stuff. You've got neighbors that need your junk. Put it out and have a yard sale. Your neighbors need your junk. I like that. Yeah. And hey, we need our neighbors' junk, don't we? I guess so. <laughs> See you next time. If you enjoy Practical Prepping Podcast, we ask you to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about it. We also ask you to consider supporting our podcast. You can do that by buying us a cup or two of coffee by going to www.buymeacoffee.com slash practical prep. We appreciate any support to keep this podcast coming to you. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. And please leave us a five-star review. That helps more people be able to hear this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. Email at info at practicalprepping.info and our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.